Hey everybody, quick disclaimer about this episode. Uh, we had some technical difficulties on this one. Uh, Shane's microphone dropped out about halfway through our episode. So if this one seems like it uh, maybe takes a quick left turn towards the end, or if it just seems like, uh, you know, because it's a little short this week uh, with a half hour episode. Um, yeah, we had a full hour that uh, half of it just got whoop chopped right off so uh we wanted to get our thoughts out on the mandalorian and barry um and we managed to get all of that so please enjoy this episode um and stay to the end because we have a special message about how uh the show might be changing a little bit going forward so uh check it out and uh we'll see you guys later on the week thanks Hello, and welcome to Recent Activity, your new favorite entertainment review podcast that attempts to cover every film, every show, all at once. I am your co-host, Andrew Morgan, with me as always, recording live from his international crime syndicate meeting at David Buster's, it is (laughs) Shane Beauregard. What's up? (laughs) One of my favorite things in the world. Oh my God. (laughs) We'll get into the all of Barry and everything else, but God damn it, this show is uh, spitting heat right now and only three episodes in. Uh, we're going to do a TV rundown episode today. Uh, we have a lot to talk about. Sorry for missing last week. I've been uh, sick for 10 of the last 14 days at least um, with two different illnesses, so apologize to everybody for missing last week. Lots to talk about. Barry just started back up. We got uh, the Mandalorian just ending. But yeah, uh, let's start off with Mando, the Mandalorian, uh, which wrapped up uh, over the last uh, week or so. And my God, um, we've been tracking this, Shane, as as you know, from being here on the podcast and just off air, a lot of conversations between us about how this season has gone, about how it barely should be called The Mandalorian. (laughs) And now, you know, the finale has come and gone, and now you've had time to sit with this season as a whole, see exactly what they were trying to do, ingest that whole final episode. Where do you stand with this complete season and where the show stands right now and how they, they landed the plan, I guess? Man, it's been such an uneven epi- uneven season like we discussed in the past. But I will say, I liked the last two episodes. And I liked the last episode. I really okay. did. I know they tried to jam everything in and it still wasn't just Mando. It was all the Mandalorians, Bo-Katan. I feel like it was mainly her story in the last several episodes, which is fine. Yeah. But I really did like the last two episodes. That's what I wish this season was more concentrated on. Mm-hmm. I liked how we'll get to how it wrapped up, but I really did like the storyline and how it finished. I still wish they would have done away with Grogu because I cannot stand that character anymore. <laughs> it's getting weird. Like <laughs> I know, like the scene, like we'll get into it, but the scene where he's like on the track, like just running and flipping yep. over on the track. I'm like, <laughs> oh my god, that looks so goofy and so it bad. Do- it does look goofy. Yeah, it, it, it looked really bad. But I like the Bo-Katan stuff. I like where Mando ended up. I like how Bo-Katan fought uh, Iron Gideon, as I like to call him now, because he's definitely uh, Tony Stark armored up all of a sudden. It's true. Kicking ass left and right, and I'm like, okay, yeah. <laughs> let's roll. Yeah. But uh, no, I like the action. I like the faster-paced episodes, man. And 
I will say, and we'll get into it more detailed, but um, I like how it wrapped up. And to me, they don't need a fourth season, and I pray they don't do a fourth season because to me, mm. this storyline completely wrapped up. Grogu got what he wanted at the end. He, we'll we'll get into it, but um, he got adopted. Everybody and uh, <laughs> yeah. I didn't mind it, but I did like all the action pieces in the last episode, man. Like that's what I wanted more of during this season. And I look back at with the whole um, uh, Gideon storyline. It's like when you look back at the season, the episode I hated the most, which was the female spy from the New Empire, was unnecessary. It was unnecessary. Yeah. Because his whole plan was cloning, and it's like you could have just wrote that in there, like he got the cloning devices from the new or the uh, new resistance or whatever. Yeah, and you didn't need that whole fifty-minute episode of the exploration of how she got the equipment for him and all that stuff because she played no part in that last episode, really unnecessary. And that kind of pisses no. me off because it just that's the unevenness of the show this season that really just kind of aggravated aggravated me just a little bit. Do you understand what I'm saying? I do, and it's tough because I I do look at a lot of these episodes, especially towards the end, with glasses of how the season has gone thus far. Like, you can't just take them all individually, I guess, you know, because a lot of times in this particular season, I, I've been frustrated with the fact that Mando is sidelined hardcore. I don't think if you took what his character arc was from the very beginning of the season to now, there's very little to work with, very little growth, even though he was literally on like a spiritual quest and kind of a soul searching uh, part of his history to start the season. And yet the way it ends is not much different. And he kind of gave up a lot of pride and got constantly bailed out. And to me, the way I think about this season, and it kind of speaks to the finale, is, yeah, I, I, I think if I extracted moments or if I if you told me this season was like not called the, the Mandalorian, but it was called uh, Bo-Katan like how Ashoka's uh, season is coming up or any of that stuff. And you told me that it's like the book of Boba Fett where, you know, the Mandalorian just comes out of nowhere, helps get them over the finish line in their quest. And then goes from there. I'd be like, yes, yeah, this, is, this is decent. You know, like if they took out all that other crap of like, you know, the Jack Black and Lizzo episode or that intro episode of like, you know, having Mando go through the motions to get Bo-Katan in here and everything else. If this wasn't called The Mandalorian and they can shrink this down and make it like a mini series for Bo-Katan, it might actually interest me. Like, because I like a lot of the stuff where like the Mandalorians are all getting together and fighting and things like that. The difference is it just took away these characters that I cared for for the last few seasons and completely change what the show was like from those early times to where that's why I like this show. So to, to have the label on it, that's where I get upset. And the best part of what you're going to say about all this is the increased action and the fact that Mando actually gets something to do, um, which is a lot of what the finale was and, and having, you know, his brethren alongside for the ride. But there are so many things like the whole dark saber thing. 
uh, the fact that <laughs> I don't know. You'll probably find this funny too. The so remember the whole the whole droid subplot is the most baffling thing of the whole thing. Where we start out the season where <laughs> Mando is on a quest to get his particular droid, that particular uh, IG eleven or whatever it's called. Mm, yeah. Um, and people offer him other droids and he's like no i need this one it's the only droid i trust because i don't trust droids and i need a memory card and this that whatever i need replacement parts i need to fix my guy and then you know one episode they just go well i can't do that it's uh, they don't make those parts anymore you want to take this droid all right and then (laughs) and then flash forward even just a little slightly hey got a gift for you we gutted this sacred droid that you held so dear and we turned it into essentially a flesh suit like a robot suit for grogu to just walk around and say one or two words every now and then uh for for comedic purposes and uh, obviously then join the fight where he's not a flipping around puppet as you mentioned in the other thing so <laughs> it's so bizarre and then to to then at the very end of it all, then reintegrate him as like the sheriff that Mando turned down and all this other stuff. Shane, I'll tell you right now, you're not getting your wish, buddy. They are making a lot of these at least another season, at least. Um, and I think they're going to go all hardcore DC uh, uh, CW universe and do like crossovers and all this stuff for the the rest of our lives it's going to be ahsoka Uh, it's going to be bo katan it's going to be whatever else they decide to shoehorn in there and they're all going to cross over until we're done well here's what i'll say about that now that we got the whole mandalorian clans coming together and they got their planet back if like you said the probability of a fourth season is probably high but if you can go back to concentrate on grogu and mando i'm fine if you want to put bo katan there in an episode like they did with the first couple seasons like Guess guess appearance wants to see like one episode for a little bit and go from there, but keep the mission on Mando training Grogu to be a proper Mandalorian and them just going on yeah. space adventures. Yeah, that's what I want. Yeah. But you're right. The whole droid thing was funny because I kept seeing memes about uh, the Ninja Turtles Krang. And that's kind of what it reminded me of, man. But yeah, and I agree with you. Like. It, like and we both said it just felt like the last four episodes or even most of the season was a Bo-Katan story. It was setting up her next adventure, and it bothered me. But towards the end, I was okay with it, especially like the whole confrontation with Gideon. It should have been between him and, and Bo-Katan because that's where most of the bad blood was and the, and the betrayal and him taking the planet over. So she really had more of the gripe with him. So I'm glad that was the confrontation. Sure. Uh, not not him and Mando, but uh, again, it for the most part it worked. Like the whole the droid opening up the doors one by one. I loved that whole sequence. Well, that's classic Star oh. Wars. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So I loved all that. But again, you bring up a lot of good points, and I had an issue with all with everything you said. <laughs> yeah. Going forward, though, like I said, I just want. Uh, like like the first two seasons, them going on adventures and going through the training, and as much as I want Grogu get, to get his head shot off, but uh, you know, <laughs> yeah, it, uh, and he finally started using his powers a little bit towards the end, yeah, whatever, whatever. It's but, turning no, that's more what I, Star Trek 
than it is yes. Star Wars. And I think that's part of it, but it's also that you just sidelined Mando so much. Yes, and for- then literally you end the season where you shook it like a snow globe and was like, ah, that season didn't count. We're just going to go back to business next season. Right. I will say I'm glad, spoiler alert, they didn't have a post-credit scene where they set up another show. I'm glad they didn't go that route because there's no pressure there for them to kind of shoehorn another show in there. I'm glad it just kind of ended. Well, Ahsoka's right behind it, right? Like It is, but I was expecting some kind of uh, preview towards that show in particular somehow some way connecting right. the two yeah and i'm glad they didn't i'm glad they ended it with them sitting in a little cabin out in that planet with the frog hopping up and whatnot i was okay yeah. with that because it literally so, goes back to where we should have started this season and right, the, the other right. part is we got what eight episodes and, yes. the, and the first episode i think was something like 20 something minutes maybe a half hour tops the finale like a recap show yeah, the finale was only 39 minutes tops. Like, it was right. definitely not a full one. And I, the more I think about all the nonsense, either episodes or moments or things that they did, like, it feels like they just didn't have a season in the can and this got rushed. Like, beyond yeah. belief, they rushed it. And their best bet was to tie it into something they already hadn't coming up. Right. And again, it was disjointed. We could both agree on that. Uh, that's the way I could describe this season. Very disjointed. But uh, I thought it finished on a good note for me anyway. And I would still take this over most of the Star Wars content on Disney+. Plus. Sorry, well, that's Obi-Wan. A, the unfortunate tale. Yeah, I'd rather watch this than, oh, God. I guess then book a Boba Fett because at least it's not some old man singing a tank half the time, you know, <laughs> but like, the, the, you know, those Mandalorian episodes are almost some of the better stuff than, than stuff we got in this season. So I don't know. It's like a hodgepodge of, we have to take half of book of Boba Fett and part of this season and plus the first couple seasons of Mando and then that's the Mandalorian versus like saga taking the way the the show is actually shaken out. But yeah, it's, it's just messy. I keep going back to just messy because I, I feel like it was directionless. I feel like they just kind of threw in a bunch of ideas. Like it's the, the, that South park family guy thing where they had like dolphins just hitting uh, (laughs) balls that have ideas on them into hoops. And then they just turn it into a episode. So it's, it's bizarre. And surprising for John Favreau. Cause I think he wrote all these episodes. If I'm not mistaken, it seemed like most of them at least. Yeah. And for him not to have the foresight to plan out, like he's done with everything else is kind of surprising to be honest with you. Like I think because just... he works hand in hand with Filoni, Filoni's got his hand in all of these shows. Uh, they both might, to be honest. So it's like they're, they're too busy universe building. than they are, you know, actually worrying about show to show because right. Disney plus was built on the back of the Mandalorian. And now if they don't scale it, then what a, what are people going to watch? Because, you know, all these other things, like your Obi-Wans, your, you know, God, what was the other failed ones they had? <laughs> like, they, you know, these shows didn't have legs. They're all miniseries. They don't work in general. Um, and a lot of people lost faith. And they don't have any movies on the horizon. 
You know, so what are they supposed to sell to Star Wars fans that come, you know, year after year to these conventions and have these big, you know, uh, to do's to announce things and whatever? It's like, what are we just can't keep trotting the same people out every year? So that's what I'm saying. It's turning into Star Trek where it's like, all right, here's your Picard, here's your Starfleet, whatever thing that you got. Like, it's turning into just this streams of Star Wars ish stories right 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 and again uh yeah i agree uh, though this this does have me looking forward to a bo-katan series that they obviously have in the works if that's and the case I, I, right i would like to see a little bit more of that maybe just because i have a little soft spot for uh katie sackoff sure but yeah you know who does i, I want to yeah. see yeah i want i want to see more of that and i'm looking forward to uh the, the Rosario Dawson view. I can never pronounce that name right, so I'm not going to try. Yeah. Um, uh, the Ahsoka trailer looks good, but again, yeah. we've been burned every fucking time. I so know, I but, yet we to... keep, but, but yet we keep coming back. We keep putting our hand on the stove. I know. That was exactly <laughs> what I was going to end this thing with. I'm like, but we're totally going to watch season four because we're sadists at this point. Like we, yeah. we just keep coming back for more and just going, well, I pay for the damn service. I might as well watch the things that I hope is good. But yeah, we'll be here bitching about it. Don't you worry. Uh, <laughs> so let's move on to something that is absolutely uh, lighting up my life at this point. HBO Sunday nights are killing it again. I know you don't watch Succession, but that final season is uh, hitting its stride a little bit as well. But Barry is what I wanted to talk to you about because you are caught up with that as well. It is now. They released the first two episodes uh, on one night, and now they're up to three total and the one thing that I've noticed with this season, we, we had some talks on this podcast about the apprehension of, ooh, a whole season with Barry in jail. Like, what does that look like? Are we going to go to trial? What is that going to go with? And the way they're doing it, I think it's funnier than it has been in a while. I think it's goofier than it has been in a while. I think everything is just centered around they somebody either wants to kill Barry or or save Barry and they're changed their mind almost every other minute and it's hilarious to watch and like the, the added moments everybody's talking about the uh the last episode with the assassination attempt on Barry in prison um and bringing back you know SNL old guards uh to do it uh but yikes man this season is almost going Full scale, either back to where we kind of were in the original uh, seasons or the uh, I've always said this show feels like a Coen Brothers movie set to television. And I think they've just doubled and tripled down on that. And I'm having a good time. How about you? Yeah, it's great so far, man. Like this show is a home run. Uh, you know, the only quarrel I have, like the first episode, almost like the Mando episode felt like it was 20 minutes long. Like it, it started and then it was sure. over. I'm like, yeah, what the hell? But I liked the because no spoiler if you haven't caught up, but it doesn't seem like the whole prison aspect of the show is going to be lasting that much longer. Yeah, um, we'll see. Yeah, <laughs> we'll, we'll see. Yeah. But I like the development between uh, uh, the Raven, the oh, back and forth so he has Perfect. with Barry, like his whole epiphany of like, we're like Rain Man. I'm like, <laughs> I'm picturing he thinks he's Tom Cruise. Yeah. And he, I'm pretty sure he thinks Barry's Dawson Hoffman. You know yeah, what I mean? Exactly. But that that was brilliant, man. Oh, Because that's yeah. such a dynamic of back and forth, how he 
discards Barry in one hand, but he kind of does care for him on the other hand. He's just yeah. so conflicted on what he wants to do. And you can see the struggle Barry's having of like, he wants to change. He wants to be a good person. But then that whole conversation with Hank that he has, it's like, okay, he's reverting back to kind of his old way. Right. Um, and I loved how uh, 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 Henry Winkler did the whole one-man show. to yeah, the Kusinov. Yeah. yeah, Kusinov. I thought that was great. Unreal. I, I, liked how the, I liked how the guy started talking German. He couldn't talk any other Honestly, way. I thought that was one of the funniest things in the whole thing. <laughs> Outside of just the David Busters thing, which I thought was hilarious, which is why I had to do it up top. And, yeah, just you thought that guy was dead. And to have him just literally, like, Whip back to his wife's covered <laughs> in like dirt and blood, just like speaking German was the funniest way they could have done that. And it was unbelievable. And Barry's little outrages, like these little like just, you know, slapping himself and going crazy and just like build himself up and, and going back and forth between that and just and trying to get out of prison. And oh, God, it's got it's so layered. The cast is so deep. And it's showing all the efforts they've done over the last few seasons. And it's all paying off. Every storyline that they bring back in is perfect. Yeah, absolutely, man. Because they're ratcheting up the the, the tension, too. Because something's got to give here. Like you said, like Barry's trying to get his way out of it. And he's still delusional with thinking Sally still wants to be with him. By the way, can we just kill Sally off? She's probably She pisses me <laughs> off so much but that she's character. so I know good she, at it though that's i know and I, but yes and, and i know she's supposed to but man she does a good job of getting under your skin because i'm like oh do something with her i know but you're right like all the storylines of <laughs> hank and uh crystal ball getting the sand i'm like really I mean, it all <laughs> works man yeah. and like barry's like pinned in a corner he's like you said he's got hank now against them and crystal ball and He's working with these people, and now the Ravens switching sides. It's like the government the stuff is excellent. The whole yeah. like, witness protection, how there's uh, people, how they're and, so fl- oh. yeah, they're so flippant with the whole conversation they're having with yeah. them. Like, uh, yeah, it was great because they're so just nonchalant. Like, okay, whatever, man. Like, oh, you yeah. wanted someone to come with you? Like, okay, well, that's what I'm saying. It's turning into Cohen Brothers, like where it feels like they're like Keystone Cops. You know, it's turning into. You know, the best of stuff from like Lebowski, Raising Arizona, Fargo. It's like turning into that absurdist, you know, the uh, the authorities don't know what the hell they're doing. The pe- it, the show is ultra violent, but also hilarious. Like it just has those things that just make me happy. <laughs> yeah. And it all culminated with the botched hit on Barry. And you're I like, know. OK, and while how I, are you going to I love the look of Fred Armisen in that moment, but. I wish it was just some nobody in a way because I yeah. think it took me out slightly, but I still, yeah. I'm still in, I'm still in. But like for a minute there, I was like, Oh, does it have to be Fred Armisen? <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. But that whole scene was hilarious, man. Especially with the guy was draping from the wires and Barry's oh, kind of God, just staring so at perfect. him. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And it's like, okay, now that's the jumping point for me for the series. Now it's going to really start getting, revved up but i love it man it's one of the best shows going on television definitely top five i and another gripe i have is i wish these episodes were 45 minutes i, I wish they were just a little bit i know longer. we've said that from the beginning the only thing i'll <sighs> say though and i forget uh i know they've done previous seasons where they dropped like two or three at a time to start the seasons 
Um, I forget whether last season did. I felt like they only did one, and that was part of our complaint about how that season kicked off. Um, but this season, starting with the two, definitely made sense. You needed at least that. Um, and Correct. That's, and honestly, I think sometimes we don't like when these batches come out, but sometimes because it just is like, why don't you just go week to week, especially like strategically? Um, right. Which we can get to with maybe some of the the Netflix product where some people I've seen a lot of complaints online about like stop batching these things where you do like half and half or these other things like just go week to week. But they hate week to week, so that's not going to happen. People, sorry. Um, but <laughs> you know this particular show, yeah, being a half hour show, I, I just I I wish it was like. Wasn't it uh, Thursday nights for a while? Like they would do, like when Parks and Rec was on the air, and and maybe even Thirty Rock, they would do like just every Thursday was two episodes. But I think yeah. that's network to where they have all these episodes to give you, so it doesn't matter. But like with this one, I just it's like I want it all now. Give it to me now. Yes, I, just shoot it right in my veins, man. Give it to me. I know. Yeah. So, but no, great, great show. One of the I, I can't give the show enough kudos. Uh, it's one of the H, my favorite HBO shows of all time, and I parallel it, dude, because he's the the character. He totally reminds me of Dexter. You want him, <laughs> yeah. You want him to come out of it, but he's a bad guy deep down. He's a bad guy. Yeah, and he should get what's coming to him. Oh, totally. But yeah. You, but you want him to make it out. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. And at least Dexter, they did more to like try to inflate his backstory and give him some kind of sympathy like his wiring his upbringing is this and that whatever and, and making attempts to be a better person like barry does some of that but not a lot so they just kind of i, I think there's been no illusions from uh hater and company that they're just like yeah man he's a bad dude <laughs> shit's gonna happen to him <laughs> so like whether we're supposed to put some moral value I don't think so, because it's the same thing, like I said, about all those classic Coen Brothers movies. If if the big about if like, you know, if the dude fucking died, you'd be like, oh, that sucks. But you'd also be like, he's a fucking moron. Of course he's going to die. He's going to put himself in yeah. some stupid situation. And the same with, you know, Nicolas Cage and Raising Arizona and all these other things. So Barry's not I, dim. He's just like imbalanced. Um, you know, right. sometimes he has a good heart. <laughs> But, yeah, he's still uh, unhinged. I, I do feel they're trying to scratch at that surface a little bit with the whole him blanking out and going to those dream sequences. Yeah, like he's him been doing seeing that for the two things. seasons now, yeah. But now it's kind of getting deep because you're seeing his relationship as a as a young kid getting introduced to uh, – I keep calling him the Raven, but I forget his freaking name. Um, uh, yeah, you know Steven Root's about. character. Uh, yeah. Fuchs. Fuchs, Okay. So, yeah, I think they're starting to kind of scratch the surface with Barry's initial relationship with Fuchs and how that's going to develop. And I think they're going to kind of carry that a little bit more as the season goes along. So we do get like a some sort of backstory, but not as maybe deep as like what we had with Dexter is, is more layered and more textured. Of course. So I think they really hit that a lot more in the prison scenes with him just like totally just like blanking out. So, yeah, uh, a couple of those scenes kind of took me out a little bit. I'll be honest with you. I'm like, okay, how long is this episode or how long is this scene going to drag on? But I, I like it because it gives it context. It's starting to kind of give it a little bit of context. Yeah. And just the sad part, man, is just that <laughs> we're three episodes into an eight episode thing and it's going to be gone in a blink before we even know it, you know? But uh, I like what I see so far. 
I hope they, you know, I don't think they could screw this up. And I mean that, like, not only lovingly to the writers of this show that really have known what this show is all along, but honestly, there's no conclusion that I can think of uh, based on what they've kind of presented thus far that would make me go, ah, fuck this show. But yeah, like we keep saying, this is definitely uh, a great start to the show, a show that we've put high hopes on. It is a series finale as well as a season, uh, you know, uh, late in the game here for such a show. And I look forward to this each and every week. It's probably the one I look to the most. I mean, again, you don't watch Succession, but that show is also ending. So I'm like more uh, curious. And that show is a very different type of show. But yeah. Uh, definitely uh i don't think they could screw it up like mando has and i don't think they have thus far so uh definitely uh more in the keeper pile <laughs> to going forward with barry so we'll keep checking in on that um great job by you as always um we'll keep this train rolling um sad news to report unfortunately uh from shane and i that it uh appears that our friend Chris, uh, who has been with us all on the way, uh, God, we're hitting basically a year right now, uh, as far as episodes go, um, he will no longer be, uh, co-host with us. He has a lot on his plate and will continue to, uh, work hard on his arguing with myself project that he had before us and will, and has continued throughout here. Um, so be sure to follow arguing with myself on all the social media outlets and, and check out his, you know, reviews and, and trivia on Fridays and all those endeavors that we do. We wish him uh, the best of luck, and he will be missed uh, around here. Uh, he definitely has a lot going on. Um, so sorry to see Chris go. So, you know, best of luck to him. Thank you guys for joining us. As always, be sure to uh, give us uh, the reviews, the subscribe, and come back uh, next week for more recent activity.